The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get your mocks here. Get your mocks. It is fantasy football mock season. Redraft season is right around the corner, so we decided to knock out a fantasy football mock. We're going to get into it right now. Let's go. Welcome back in. Today we're going to be going over our first mock draft of the season. This was a 12-team mock PPR format and uh you know I think it went pretty well for me I really love my team uh you know uh spoiler alert I uh may be biased but I went with the zero RB approach uh it kind of turned out that way after some of the running backs I loved went off the board and so you know we're gonna get into that but Robbie how you doing today Man, I'm good. I'm good. We got our first mock in. I uh, had a lot of the crew uh, rocking with us. Walido, Tomb King, Tebow fan, Raylan had Cody rocking with us. And we had a couple of AI drafters as well. But it was good to get with all the guys. And I think uh, we learned a lot. They learned a lot. And I'm excited to kind of break down what we thought about some of our picks and, and some of theirs as well. Yeah. And if, uh, you know, if you, uh, the listener, uh, the watcher, want to, uh, you know, get in on some of these mocks for this, be sure to jump into our Discord. Link is in the description below. And we're going to be doing a bunch of uh, mocks all throughout the uh, offseason leading up to the season. So if you want to get into some of these mocks, just uh, jump into our Discord and, uh, you know, we'll be dropping them in there. Uh, uh, Discord only mocks. So, you know, uh, anyways, let's jump right into it. All right. So here it is in all its glory. I had the 110. Robbie, you had the 108. So let's just start things off here in the first round of this mock. You went with Justin Jefferson. I went with Cooper Cup. For you going with Justin Jefferson, what was your decision there with with going Justin Jefferson over Cooper Cup? Yeah, for Justin Jefferson for me, I mean, obviously we saw a historic season for Cooper Cup. Um, Really good option uh, for you a little bit later there. But uh, Justin Jefferson, we've seen now, uh, amazing rookie year, even stepped up his game uh, this last year. Um, going from the wide receiver four, his rookie year, to the wide receiver two. And so I'm just really excited about his ascension. And we know Adam Thielen is a little bit older. And so I just think he's going to continue to just be that stalwart there. Um, so that, that's a guy that I am just going to continue to pound the table for. And I wanted to go wide receiver first in this draft because I go running back heavy a lot. And I think that's why we do these mocks. Let's try out different things. And I know you did that as well. And so going with him here, I really like the team build as we get into these later rounds. So I love the Jeff- Justin Jefferson pick. Cooper Cup for me was pretty easy. Uh, had... Uh, I think Joe Mixon fallen, uh, maybe I would have some interest there. So I, I went ahead and went Cooper Cup. And then as it wrapped around, uh, DeAndre Swift went off the board. That would have been the other guy that I was really looking for 
there. So, you know, it was logical to me to go CD Lamb. I have talked a lot about CD Lamb so far this offseason. 120 targets for him last year. That number is only going to rise with Amari Cooper gone. So I absolutely love him. I think we could be talking about 150 uh, targets for CD Lamb this year. So I think this is the year he finally kind of puts it all together and breaks out. Just absolutely love everything that, that is about him. He was 12th last year in yards per route run. And so I think there's a lot to like here with, with CD Lamb. So I went, ended up going CD Lamb. And this kind of started the, the path of the zero RB for me. Now you want to say Quan Barkley. And I think for me, you know, I've always been a Saquon Barkley guy, um, and I still am this year. I think he's actually a pretty solid value because in years past, he was a guy you had to spend top five draft capital for, and now you're going to be able to get him in the second round. I don't think he rises to the first round unless we just get some crazy reports, but we have to remember last year, he was coming off the ACL, that, that and that offensive line was absolutely dreadful last year, and they've done a really good job this year, really repairing that offensive line. They brought in help through free agency they also added evan neal who is arguably the best offensive tackle in that class to go with andrew thomas so this is an offensive line that is going to be very good joe judge is gone and so now we have brian dable there you know in that offense so um, i think that was a slam dunk pick by you yeah i mean you said everything that, that I, I was going to say on it uh, the only thing i'd add to it is that we know historically coming off that acl your first year back isn't as great and we saw that didn't the offensive line didn't help him the entire uh, weapons around him didn't help him and so you add in new offense a uh, better offensive line a year removed from that he's only 25. i think people aren't viewing saquon barkley like he should be viewed because he's he's been injured the la those last two years but i view him just like i would uh, CMC maybe without quite that that target ceiling that CMC has. So here in the second pick of the second round, my second pick, I think it's a fantastic value. Yeah, the interesting pick here for me in, in the second round is Debo Samuel because obviously we saw him be fantastic this last year. I think he had eight rushing touchdowns. He was a target, uh, a freak, right, with, with Kittle kind of in and out of the lineup. And we've heard the trade rumors. You and I have discussed we don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but I'm really curious if we're overvaluing Debo right now just based on the touchdown efficiency that he had that I don't think is going to continue. And then we have to look at some point that Trey Lance might be that starting quarterback. And I think that the offensive attempts are going to go down even more than they did with Garoppolo. And so I'm a little bit worried about Debo Samuel being that upper echelon wide receiver that we saw in 2021. He's going to be one guy that I'm fading and definitely not looking at here in the second. Uh, some guys that went after him, Evans, A.J. Brown, uh, here that you'll get to in the third round are two guys I'd take above. I, I I am lockstep with you there on that because uh, he is somebody in our wide receiver ranking show. You can go check that on the on the channel as well. That I w am, am lower on than, than consensus. I have him at wide receiver fourteen, and that is because I do think that you're going to see Trey Lance be the starting quarterback there. It is possible that Jimmy Garoppolo, because we've heard a lot of negative reports come out that maybe they're not really in love with Trey Lance. They haven't been impressed by him. Maybe that's why Jimmy Garoppolo really hasn't been moved because, you know, they have a team right now that's kind of built to, you know, compete in the playoffs. We saw it last year. And so, you know, maybe they don't, they, they don't feel compelled to stick with Trey Lance right now and they want to give him another year. And so if Jimmy Garoppolo is the starting quarterback, I feel a little bit better about Debo Samuel and probably yes. move him up a little bit further. Yep. But if Trey Lance is the starting quarterback of the 49ers, I do not have a lot of faith that there's going to be a lot of volume to go around, especially when you have Kittle, Ayuk, you know, the other options that are there and a team that wants to run the ball. So I, mean, I also don't think he's going to have 60 rushes again this 
year. I think that is another thing that, that he wants to get away from, and that's why uh, demanded the trade is because he no longer wants to do that. Uh, going into the third round, we have Kyle Pitts here for you. So as, as far as Kyle Pitts is concerned, are you concerned at all with Marcus Mariota as a starting quarterback and maybe the volume isn't going to be there? And now with Drake London added in, that maybe he doesn't really reach that type of ceiling that we're looking for. I get it that we're talking about a tight end, so they don't have to necessarily go off. And he was already really good last year, but there really wasn't a whole lot there outside of Russell Gage. So are you are you have any concerns there with Kyle Pitts in that regard? No, no, I don't. Because even though the quarterback, you can have a question there, this team is going to be one that has to throw. They're not going to be a good team. Right, Kev, you and I have discussed, they're going to be one of the bottom teams in the NFL. We're talking uh, garbage time, throwing a lot in the second half. And I think they're, they're just going to have a lot of opportunity for Kyle Pitts, and he's going to be their best talent and their best receiving threat. So if you look at his rookie year, 110 targets, only one touchdown, right? He had over 1,000 yards, 15 uh yards per reception those those stats just show what we saw as a prospect that he's super efficient now just give him the five touchdowns i don't think he's going to have crazy touchdown trolls because i don't think they're going to be great as a passing offense but give him five six seven touchdowns and maybe just boost those numbers just a little bit more going into a second year uh, i think he's going to be a, a lockstep top three tight end maybe just behind kelsey and andrews and i want to have that and that was kind of something i tried to do purposefully is i wanted to lock up one of those top three tight ends so i'm glad Pitts made it to me. I think we'll be talking about Pitts here in the Kelsey range next year uh, because of his growth uh, in year two. I don't disagree. I think Kyle Pitts is an absolute monster, and I think he's only going to get better. But I, the only concern I have with him is probably on a week-to-week -week basis. Um, what's this offense going to look like? I don't know what to think of Marcus Mariota as a quarterback. We'll see on that. But uh, moving along, then I went Michael Pittman. I think for most people here, this is going to be a little hot, right? Especially taking him you know, with DeAndre Hopkins, who is, does have the six-game suspension, but Keenan Allen is still on the board. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Chris Godwin, Deontay Johnson, all those guys are on the board. So I think some people uh, may scoff at me taking Michael Pittman here, but I love Michael Pittman. I have him ranked wide receiver nine. Again, you can check that out on our wide receiver videos, but 130 targets for him last year. I think that number is only going to go up. You know, they haven't really done a whole lot to address this position. They did draft Alec Pierce, but I think Alec Pierce, at least year one, is going to be nothing but a vertical threat. He he, That's all he was in Cincinnati. He's not a guy that ever ran a nuanced route tree. Basically asked him to run the nine route, and that was pretty much it for him. And so I don't love the pick there for uh, Alec Pierce, and I don't think that he is a big threat to this offense. They don't really have a tight end right now either of consequence. That, that really threatens him either. And so, this, so I think Michael Pittman is in, in line, kind of like a, a Justin Jefferson light in terms of just how much target volume is going to be there for him this year. And I think we could see possibly 140, 145 targets for him. And I do think it is a quarterback upgrade going from Carson Wentz to Matt Ryan. So I love Michael Pittman this year. So let's keep it moving. We have, uh, For me, my next pick was Justin Herbert. I went Dalton Schultz and then Brees Hall were my next three picks. And for you, you went Jacob Sutton and Jalen Hurts. For me, this was, again, the running backs that were on the board at the time. When I took Justin Herbert, listen, I we are getting to a point now with quarterbacks. So we really haven't seen the last couple of years, like, really great uh, late-round quarterback options, right? It really hasn't come to fruition as it used to be. I think, I think the market has gotten very, very smart in terms of the quarterbacks. And so those late-round quarterbacks that you used to be able to get aren't really there. 
And so not saying that there can be any options this year, but right now we're just continually seeing the, the fantasy football community get smarter and smarter when it comes to these quarterbacks. The rushing upside quarterbacks are being pushed up, which they should be because of their floor that they provide. And so it's getting harder and harder to really justify waiting on a quarterback. And so I've gotten to the point now where I've kind of course corrected a little bit. I will never take a Josh Allen in the second round or a Patrick Mahomes in third, but taking Justin Herbert in the fourth, somebody that who has just as high of a ceiling as those two guys, but I can get him in the fourth round. I have no problem with doing so. The running backs that were gone at the time, I didn't really hate it. Um, so I love Justin Herbert. And then Dalton Schultz, listen, I'm going to be pounding the table this entire offseason for Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is disrespected. Dalton Schultz has been a top five tight end each of the last two years. We know, again, like we talked about with CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper is gone. Michael Gallup is banged up. I don't know if he's going to start the year on the pup or not, but it's very much in the range of possibility here. Cedric Wilson is gone. And so there's a lot of opportunity opened up here. He already had 104 targets last year. He was sixth in yards after the catch, 12th in yards per route run, 13th in market share of the air yards, 8th in fantasy points per route run, and 5th in routes run for tight ends. Dalton Schultz should be ranked higher. George Kittle should not go ahead of Dalton Schultz. I think for me, and neither should Darren Waller for that matter. I, to me, it should be Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, and then I think there's a conversation to be had with, with Kyle Pitts. That's the list that should go after Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is locked in to be a top five tight end. Uh, I will not stand by for any Dalton Schultz slander because the guy has been quietly one of the best tight ends over the last couple of years, and he's only getting better. Get him in the fifth round. I will be pounding the table to do so every single for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's going back to what we talked about last year. I remember you and I were doing a mock kind of around this time. And going back to the quarterbacks real quick, I said, you know, I, I don't want to take late round quarterbacks anymore. That was something I was pushing last year. And I remember we had a, a couple of discussions about it because I think we've just gotten to the point where there's such a differentiator between those top five, six-ish quarterback on a given year and, and then who you will get. Uh, farther down, there's just not that upside that I want to that that you want to see on a given week. And so for the quarterbacks, I loved getting Jalen Hurts two rounds after you got Herbert because I was looking at Herbert. I'm not gonna lie, you, you, you snagged me there two picks early. I was gonna grab Herbert. He goes. I, I was lucky to kind of pivot and get Hurts. Uh, you know, two rounds later, which I think he has quarterback one upside. You have AJ Brown, Devonta Smith. You have uh, Dallas Goddard. So 
fantastic offensive system for him on top of that rushing upside that he has. And then, yeah, with the tight ends, that's why I took Kyle Pitts. If I'm not going to get a top three tight end, and I and I like Dalton Schultz as well. I think you can throw him in there as a kind of a lock top five or six tight end. So if you're not going to get one of those guys, you need to wait. And I think that's something we'll get to later in the draft that I think people are taking tight ends. Once that, that tier is gone, you need to just wait because they're all going to be the same. And I want to hit running back and wide receiver. That's the one thing I'd take away from this draft. Get a quarterback uh, in the top six, get a tight end, preferably for me in the top three for you. Maybe it's the top four or five, but yeah, Waller needs to be dropped down. Kittle's hurt every single year. So you can you know expect him to have six or seven games where they're fantastic and you should expect him to miss four or five games. And so that, and then I got Josh Jacobs there middle of, uh, of the fourth. And he's a guy that I think is continually uh, underrated. He's a top 14 back every single year. He has the pass catching upside now. Finally, we saw it last year. And now he's a, a completely different offensive system where Josh McDaniels runs the ball like crazy. We saw that with the Patriots and, and he did not have that. Josh Jacobs did not have that with Gruden and, and Rich Versace. So he's going to have opportunities galore there. So those kind of round up those next picks. After that, I just, just to finish out my draft, I just hammered after having Hurts and Pitts taken care of. I was running back and wide receiver back and forth, back and forth. I got A.J. Dillon, Rashad Bateman, really love his potential here with no more Marquise Brown, Chase Edmonds, Ronald Jones, Christian Kirk, Russell Gage. We don't know how Chris Godwin's going to come back from his late season injury. I really like Russell Gage as a late round sneaky guy. If he can do that uh, with Matt Ryan and the Falcons offense last year. Imagine what he can do with Tom Brady. And then Tyler Algier was just a good running back shot at the end to, to round up that running back room for me. Yeah. So for me, I think that, so, you know, I didn't, I didn't pick, take a running back until the sixth round. And that was Brees Hall. So I felt great about that. I love Brees Hall. Now, listen, Brees Hall, once we get to August, is going to be a guy that's going to go in the third round. All right. You, you're not going to be able to get Brees Hall in the sixth round once we get closer to August. And, there's nothing hot about that. We just continually see it. Rookie running backs rise up further and further up the draft boards every single year. You know, like, I mean, Najee Harris last year was like a borderline first-round pick last year. I think it was a more in a second-round pick. But it was a guy that was kind of talked about as a first-round pick because of the opportunity that was laying before him. And and Brees Hall, while he's not in the same necessarily the same situation as Najee Harris, where it's just going to be completely his backfield, he is still probably going to be a guy that's going to – probably get 60 to 65 percent of the backfield touches in his back past that I'd say I did take Rashad Penny I felt that was a little bit of a you know a little bit of a risky pick obviously with them taking Kenneth Walker but I do think there's a real possibility that Rashad Penny as long as he doesn't get hurt could be the starting running back for this team all year I know it seems crazy but Rashad Penny's the same guy we talked about back when he was a rookie whenever uh Pete Carroll took Rashad Penny in the first round and who did they go with Chris Carson like Pete Carroll loves his veterans, okay? And I would not be surprised if Rashad Penny, if he can stay healthy, because we saw how how good he was to close out the stretch last year. Uh, if he can be even somewhere close to that guy and stay healthy, I think it could be Rashad Penny that, that stays the starting running back for this team all year. Um, so I do like getting Rashad Penny in the seventh round. Tony Pollard, I've talked about this a ton. You can go check out the running back rankings video. Love Tony Pollard. He has RB1 upside. He's a lottery ticket. He also has standalone value. He is a guy that uh, last year had almost 11 fantasy points per game, um, was super efficient. I think he even gets more opportunity this year. So I absolutely love Tony Pollard. And then wrapping it up, you know, the, the other running backs I took, Damian Pierce, James Cook, Khalil Herbert there. Um, listen, when you go zero RB like I did, you have to continually hammer the running back position because what we're trying to find is that, that, that diamond in the rough 
those uh, late later round guys that turn out to be stu- the fantasy studs, right? So Damian Pierce was easy for me. He, he got drafted by Houston. Listen, there's really nobody else there. It's Rex Burkhead. It's a bunch of bums that are there in Houston. It's really not surprise. Wouldn't be surprising whatsoever if he took over as a starting running back of the Houston Texans. I get it. The landing spot isn't great. This team is still going to be really bad. But Damian Pierce could be a guy that carves out a pretty significant role here and could be the starting running back over the second half of the season. James Cook, people are trying to make him out to be much more than he is. I like James Cook if you can get him in the 11th, 12th round. But if he's going to rise up to like the 7th, 8th round, which really with all the hype that's surrounding him right now very well could happen, I would be out on that. Jacoby Myers wrapped up my draft. And listen, Jacoby Myers in the 13th round, I'm about that life. Jacoby Myers is continually disrespected. I don't really understand it. They don't really have a whole lot else there, but he saw 126 targets last year. I know Devontae Parker's there. I could care less about Devontae Parker, you know, them trading for him. But, you know, seven and a half targets for him last year. If you can get a guy like that in the 13th round who had 126 targets last year, be about that life because that, that is somebody, listen, he's not a sexy name. He's not somebody that that I think is going to win you a fantasy championship. But, you know, during bye week, stuff like that, he's a guy that you can stick into your flex option and feel really good about. Yeah, and then just kind of hitting on a couple of picks from some of our other guys that jumped in the chat with us. Really appreciate them mock drafting with us. Walido's pick there at 701. He picked Darnell Mooney. I know you've been a Mooney guy from the start. Him at 701, the only wide receiver in town there for Justin Fields. I think that's a fantastic pick in the mid-rounds. Uh, Tebow fan 15 loved his pick of Tom Brady at 903 if you're not going to get one of these stud quarterbacks I like how he waited and he picked up the QB what three from last year who might not have Godwin right away but other than that his offense should be clicking like always so Tom Brady in the ninth was fantastic for him and then Raylan Raylan got a fantastic back-to-back picks there Cordero Patterson at 801 after Russell Wilson at 712 Russell Wilson, I think, continues uh, his weapons. Even though he goes to Denver, he has the, the weapons around him. And we always talk about unleashing Rush, let, let him cook. I think that'll happen more in Denver. But Patterson at the 801 and Russell Wilson, I really like those two picks for Raylan. No, I, and I agree. I love the Darnell Mooney pick in the seventh round. Um, I have Darnell Mooney as the wide receiver 12. So um, absolutely love Darnell Mooney uh, getting him in the seventh round. That is terrific value. You know, with him, you know, 140 targets last year, that number could go up even further this year. Especially, you know, now that Matt Nagy's gone, we don't have to worry about that. I know there's some concern with Justin Fields. They surrounded him with absolutely nothing this offseason. I don't know what they're doing in Chicago. So to wrap this thing up, who do you think outside of your team had the best draft? You know, I think a, a lot of these teams are, are well built. There's some picks that obviously uh, I do a little bit differently. But, but I think Raylands overall has a lot of high potential guys. He gets Chase off the top, Swift off the top. I think those are fantastic back-to-back picks. I wouldn't have gotten Waller so early, but he gets Montgomery, Miles Sanders, who I think is is undervalued this year, Brandon Cooks, who's consistently a, a wide receiver too, Russell Wilson late. I talked about Cordero Patterson as a good pick. Gallup, who will come back and be fantastic in that offense. So I really like a lot of the pieces that he did in that, in that first, what, 10, 11 picks kind of set up his team. See, I don't love taking two quarterbacks, especially in a one quarterback league. I just think it's unjustified. You don't need it. But I'm going to, you know, listen – People that, that rock with us on our live streams a lot know that I give Walido a lot of a lot of crap, but I actually love the team that he built here. Uh went running back heavy early, like I already talked about Taylor, Connor, Aaron Jones. All of them have RB1 upside for sure. And then, you know, going DJ Moore, 
Amari Cooper, Jalen Waddell, Darnell Mooney, and Juju Smith-Schuster as his four wide receivers that he has here. I really do like that quite a bit. Though Those are really solid five wide receivers there that that, that he's going to be able to stick into his lineup, play in the flex. You know, I've already talked about Darnell Mooney. Love Juju Smith-Schuster as well. I'm at wide receiver 16, so did very good job in terms of value there. But of course, I won this thing. I'm going to be taking home the championship. And if you want to take home the championship, be sure to click that like, subscribe button for all future content. If you want to jump into some of these uh, mock traps with us, jump into our Discord. Absolutely free. You know, we're, we, we don't charge nothing, so it's, it's a good time. There's, there's usually always conversation going on there. I expect it to ramp up more and more, especially as the season goes on. But to be honest with you, I've been I've been really very impressed with all the boys in there because it really has, the conversation has not stopped. Like, there's always stuff going on in there and the different channels we have, whether it's you're into Redraft Dynasty, um, you know, DFS, all that stuff. We have every channel in there. So it's absolutely free. Just join the quick description down below. With that being said, we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.